Welcome back to the Atomai Freight podcast from Digital Trader Services with me, Don Birch. This is the podcast where we get to speak to people across the supply chain to talk about how we are moving goods from A to B. And I'm absolutely delighted to have on the podcast this week, Shen Jashani and Jonathan Nutchi. Welcome both to the podcast. So Jonathan, first of all, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about your background. What brought you to Fujitsu? <laughs> okay, so I've only recently joined Fujitsu, having previously served uh, the supply chain industry. I've worked with pretty much every mode across operations, sales, contract management, business development, uh, IT um, as a service provider, and also as a solution provider and tech consultant. I've really spent my career looking at ways of bringing greater efficiencies using technology. And it must be an exciting time for you then now because lots of technologies are beginning to come together, aren't they? And this sort of future that we all imagined probably 10, 15, 20 years ago is beginning to crystallise and actually become real. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I just love the, the, the way that it's all developing. I, I love looking at process and understanding it, breaking it down into pieces and then redesigning the end-to-end process to, to include this new technology. That's really at the heart of digital transformation and it's one of the many areas in which Fujitsu excels. And Shen, tell us a little bit about yourself then. So what, what brought you to, to Fujitsu? Um, so I have been at Fujitsu coming up to almost four years, which feels kind of hard to believe. So I joined um, the grad scheme as a business consultant in 2018. My background was actually in law. And during my master's, I like specialised quite amusingly now in regional and international trade and investment law. So when I kind of decided law wasn't for me anymore and started looking at grad schemes, it was it was nice to kind of fall into something that actually meant I could do things around my law degree and kind of use the knowledge I'd gained looking at trade and customs and, and border management, really. And then as soon as I joined Fujitsu, like I said, I pretty much joined the Fujitsu uh, Future Borders team straight away. And then I've kind of spent the last few years just kind of create this whole, the whole business unit right from the ground up. You know, what, what do the processes look like today? How does customs work? What's the declaration? What are the systems that talk to each other? What are the data requirements? You know, what are the processes for an export and import? And then kind of overlaying it with, well, okay, Brexit's about to happen. Clearly it acts as a catalyst for change because there's lots of stuff we, like the UK could have been doing better, uh, as Jonathan was saying, in terms of digital transformation. But it was kind of this idea of, well, we need to make it better, but also Brexit's going to change lots and lots of stuff. So what does that mean? What's the impact? And then where can technology help to innovate or automate these processes? And then what's the Fujitsu play on top of that? Um, and that's kind of, you know, snowboard into all the, all the lovely stuff we're doing today. So Jonathan, tell us a little bit about some of the challenges facing the supply chain industry. Somebody who's been in and around that world for a little while, um, you know, it's hard enough, isn't it, for people to move goods from A to B, then add on a pandemic, then add on all of the headwinds of the cost of diesel and, you know, perhaps problems even recruiting people into logistics providers or warehouses. You know, if you're managing a business where you're trying to drive your commerce, trying to move things around, there's a huge amount going on, isn't there, that, that people are faced with? Firstly, I, I've worked in the supply chain for more years than I, I care to remember, really. And my personal view has long been that, that the biggest problem within supply chains is their inability to collaborate fully. 
And really, control comes from data-driven decision-making, which is powered by real-time connectivity and visibility across an ecosystem, i.e. sharing the data you have. So if there was one thing I would change, it, it would be to give everyone the, the ability to, to, to grasp that connectivity and visibility through their ecosystems and, and create that collaboration. And typically in a supply chain, I guess you've got multiple people, haven't you? You might have a, a factory at one end that's producing goods. That's then collected by a haulier. It has to travel from A to B and maybe even cross over, you know, the Irish Sea as an example, and then being dropped off. Those handoffs, you might have visibility sort of one up or one down the chain, but for the person at the very start and for the person at the very end, there's kind of like a disconnect often, isn't there, where it might be paper-based or telephone calls to figure out where is it and, and what's going on. Absolutely, and that just causes delay and frustration and additional costs. And what really needs to happen is whoever's controlling a particular event at a particular time needs to share that visibility across their whole ecosystem so that it doesn't matter whether you're a customer, a supplier, or a third party, you've got a measured amount of visibility, you know, permission-based, albeit, but you, you can see what you need to see at the point of time that you need to see it, whether you finished custody or whether you've passed it on or whatever you, you need to still be able to get that visibility and, and and control and i guess shen the holy grail for companies out there is to be able to collaborate with others in their supply chain and have absolute full visibility and that's what atomize set out to achieve wasn't it when you were sort of back in the stages of planning it and sort of figuring out how you could do it actually giving all of the participants visibility was one of the key aims wasn't it it's this kind of understanding of it's not just, oh, how can we throw tech at a problem and see how it works? You know, it's bringing it all the way back to why are you doing something? What is it that needs to change? So I think we spent a huge amount of time just mapping out the processes. One of the things we sort of realized quite quickly, it's not just, oh, there's a buyer and a seller. As one of them was saying, there's so many chains of custody. There's so many people in this value chain. And when you look at it as more like a business process, there's so many things happening to move that one good. And it's that understanding of before we kind of, built Atomai, it was the, you know, what is it we're trying to fix? What is it that Atomai is, is actually trying to do? And I think it was this idea of, well, one, the data is confusing and not everybody sees it. So the seller, right at the end, the person who's producing or manufacturing the goods, they might know all of the stuff, you know, that they have built into it. But then there might be 20 other people who then help to move that good or process the good or wrap that good, package the good. Every, there's a different haulier or transporter moving it across every one of those stakeholders until it finally arrives at the final buyer and even though it might not be the final buyer it might be a distribution center who goes on to sell to like 20 different retailers that distribution center might have no contact with the original manufacturer and the retailers might only know the distribution center so i think it's this idea of it's very easy to kind of say oh you know why don't you do this or why don't you collect the data or can't we digitize it it's, it's understanding the complexity of these value chains. And, um, and I think one of the things, especially like British businesses will start to see is suddenly you've got 20 different people doing 20 different things at all. And I think that's where Jonathan's point of, it's the communication across that, you know, let's get rid of paper. Let's get rid of phone calls. Can we show you where your goods are? Can we link that, that sort of the movement of the digital data to the physical movement? And that's really kind of what, what Atomai was born of, well, you know, there's a physical vehicle 
if we can GPS track that vehicle, is there a way for us to use a platform to collect all the data that's relevant, you know, all the way from source? Is there a commercial invoice that we can use? Can we see the proof of origin? And then can we push, can we follow that all the way through the journey until it arrives? You know, suddenly you're increasing, you know, the visibility of that data, but it's also way more transparent because hopefully you can get the data at source. It's way more reliable. And it's that idea of now actually everybody can see what's happening. Everybody can see where their goods are moving. It's better for efficiency. And then there's so many other benefits. And Jonathan, as you map that out and you look at that process and you go, where are the handoff points? And how as a customer then do we make that simple through ability to input data at the start of a journey and then to visually on a dashboard actually follow that vehicle, that consignment as it's making its way to its port of entry and exit, as it's arriving at a factory and then giving each participant in that ecosystem the ability to know where they are, where the product is, when it's arriving. Just talk about how that manifests in the real world, because that's suddenly giving people so much more actionable insight, isn't it, to handle changes before they become a problem? Absolutely, Dom. The more visibility you have, the greater access to data too. And real-time visibility can lead to data-informed decision-making and better efficiencies. As an example, Having visibility of en-route consignment statuses and and ETAs, as we've discussed, can mean better shift planning, for example, dock planning or yard management, just getting things sorted out before they arrive and planning how they're going to arrive to kind of avoid bottlenecks. Capturing the data regularly can lead to better insights as well and predictive outcomes rather than reactive ones. When it, when it comes to customer experience and satisfaction, that can be priceless. Greater visibility brings better understanding of your environment or your ecosystem, just transparency, better risk management, more agility, control, all of which have a, an impact on the bottom line too. So realistically, just getting that visibility across the whole piece just leads to a better bottom line. Most cases at the moment, the companies we're talking to, many of them are food manufacturers and they've got perishable items, haven't they, on the back of these wagons. So any unnecessary delay Um, which can be ironed out by digitizing that process, by capturing all the information, by spotting errors actually early on before it sets off, for example. All of those are just going to reduce those instances, aren't they, of that um, wagon being held up at port or arriving with the wrong merchandise on the back of it, which can lead to waste, which can lead to delay, which ultimately is adding cost into a supply chain. Yeah, if if you can avoid a problem, if you can minimise it and mitigate it, great. You can you can just, as you say, iron out the, uh, the the problem. You can smooth it out so that it doesn't have a greater impact down the line. And Shen, one of the really innovative aspects of Atomai is the use of the smart seals. So you, you touched on it earlier. This sort of GPS enabled tracked smart seal that goes onto the back of a load and therefore it's crypto locked it can't be opened unless you have permission to open it which adds a real layer of security and trust doesn't it yeah definitely i think you almost think it's like too simple the idea of actually knowing where something is but it's incredibly valuable especially where like i said you're looking at a multi-stakeholder value chain some of whom don't have any interaction with each other they might not even know each other because simply they don't need to they understand their part of the process and their times, their KPIs, et cetera. And when you're trying to do that for one single movement, it actually becomes incredibly useful being able to say, well, actually my goods left stakeholder two, three hours ago. 
they're on their way to stakeholder five, which means, you know, based on sailing times, maybe they'll get to me here. And I think, especially when we were looking at it across the, the Irish Sea, so, you know, goods moving from Great Britain into Northern Ireland, it was really, really, really valuable for us to be able to see, actually, we can tell you where your goods are, you know, we've been really lucky to wait with some, with some fabulous stakeholders and just being able to kind of feedback with them in the early days of development when we were piloting Atomite and understand where they saw the benefits. It was, it was really interesting just to see the supply chain benefits that they experienced. So as Jonathan was saying, just little things like knowing, well, actually this driver is missed the sailing for whatever reason, bad weather, which means they're not going to be able to come until tomorrow morning. So actually let me send three of my guys home Uh, or oh God, you know, there's been really bad weather. So now four of my trucks are on the same sailing, which means they're all going to hit my site at the exact same time. And, you know, we're talking about these massive refrigerated lorries that take about two hours to unload. You know, these are complex meat products. It's all got to be just in time. And you think, well, now what's going to happen is I'm going to get four trucks who line up back to back because they're all coming on the exact same ferry. Well, what can I do is I can actually call them and say, why don't you guys go take lunch? instead of just waiting in a queue for two hours, you know, let me organize my staff better. So just being able to see that from a, an industry point of view, we've seen massive, massive benefits. And as we said, you know, these supply chains already move just in time. The margins are already extremely small, but any you know minutes, hours delays make massive, massive problems um, for these companies who are working on extremely tight schedules. So just from that perspective, the visibility has been really, really useful. And then, you know, when you start looking at things like, well, can we add assurance into it you know so if i'm saying uh, when those meat products left from an abattoir in in great britain i there's a vet who is signing and sealing those goods and she says i will seal that vehicle and then you know when it arrives at the next site ready to be processed it's not been able to be tampered you know the, the seals are smart for a reason they'll tell you if somebody's trying to open them they'll tell you if there's something wrong so when you can see that that has arrived absolutely at the right place nobody has touched it other than the vet who sealed it suddenly you're putting a lot more assurance, you're putting a lot more trust. And I think that's the word here, it's trust and traceability back into these supply chains. And especially when we're talking about, you know, Northern Irish kids, it's this idea of, you know, put put Northern Irish products first and foremost, make sure Northern Irish shelves are stocked. What can we do to help do that? And if, you know, when those goods are processed, they then go on to some major retailers. If those retailers feel that those they can trust it. You know, there are consumers who say, I do trust these products more because these industry players have gone out of their way to add another level of assurance by using the smart seals, by doing something on top of their daily process. Everybody starts to feel that there's more traceability. And that's really kind of where, where a lot of, I think the benefits of Atomai come from. It's not just, oh, I can see a good, great, I can share my data. It's we're putting trust back into these really, really exciting supply chains. So I think we were really pleased that we were adding real tangible benefits to these really really great businesses thank you so much for coming on to the podcast been an absolute pleasure talking to you jonathan nutchi and shanali jashani thank you so much for coming on to the podcast uh thank you Tom. thanks everyone 